You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Well, in this house, a new Disney Plus Marvel series is always cause for celebration. <laughs> I don't care, cynics. I, you're like, I've had enough. I'm sick of the MCU. MCU has no soul. Stop we'll giving go- me cake. I hate cake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've said it on, I think, almost every Marvel review we've done in the last several years, but teenage Chris that had almost nothing. Now we're in this gold mine of incredibly well-made comic book movies and I just can't see begrudging it. And even better, like that thing that was promised to us several years ago. Oh, now they're going to do TV shows that tie into the movies. And they didn't really. I mean, uh, yeah, they, 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 like, they, they check it out. Yeah, right. Although we'll, and, we'll get into that. And now, well, here we are. They're actually doing it. I, and they're, generally speaking, have all been pretty damn good. And now this thing I never in a billion years thought we would see, a not exact translation, obviously, but very inspired by the wonderful Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye, creating the new character, the new Hawkeye, if you will, because, you know, all the heroes now have to have younger teenage versions, which, shockingly, has worked out pretty well overall yeah, in the comics. Yeah, they're really kind of setting up a lot of characters from Young Avengers to, mm-hmm. like, take part in this universe well, which is kind of fun and also kind of hedge their bets because they're like well some of these guys are going to start getting along in the t- yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know how many action movies Renner these, has left in these are these are all those scenes where jeremy renner is like got ice packs he just had them right there in the script <laughs> yeah, he's like guys exactly. i need ice packs. Hey, give me give me an entire freezer full of peas i'm in my 50s god i mean it. when was the first iron man 2008 all right, so this has been going on for a while, and guess what? Humans age. Yes. Com- like, a comic book Probably. art characters do not. What? So you've got to kind of go, eventually we're going to need to move this into the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Let's either, start scouting yeah. the best teens That's that are out there. looking at Tom Holland, you know, like Mr. Burns fondling Bart's kidneys. He's like, ooh, <laughs> this is going to last us a long time. We, we're going to need this backup. They're like, no, yes. you're the youngest guy here. Who? We can get another Who? decade out of you. Who? Was that striking young filly in the True Grit movie? Which is, introduce her. Which is like, like some people were bitching about the new Spider-Man, saying, "Man, it, it was the opportunity to bring in Miles Morales, and you didn't." I was like, "Trust me, they ain't casting Miles Morales until they've got the script and director ready to roll because they want to get somebody who's the exact Jesus right young Christ. age." Com- com- making that complaint about it, No Way Home is like saying, "Well, I got a Cracker Jack box." But there was one colonel that was actually Cracker Jack, and the rest of it was prizes, so it was ruined. But I, I had sex with who... a supermodel, but it was Cindy Crawford, not Mole. I can't get past that Mole. <laughs> I mean, I, I do want Miles Morales to show up, but look, they started with the classic Peter Parker. We are obviously using classic heroes and slowly replacing them with newer casts as they age out. You got the youngest guy in the Avengers. He's got some years left. I don't want to see Miles Morales just sort of like 
shoehorned into this. I want him to dominate in his own uh, multiverse animated series. I want that yeah. guy to have a standalone. Of course. And when Tom Holland has reached the, you know, our age, he can step down and we can get a fresh new Miles Morales. <laughs> well, we won't be alive for that, though. Well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, anyway. But we're here reviewing the Disney Plus series Hawkeye, which is not a passing of the torch, but it certainly is the, well, now we're adding a whole new level to the younger universe, if yeah. you will, both with Haley Steinfeld now playing the role of sort of the young, up-and-coming Hawkeye, uh, Kate Bishop, but also... Tying into the film Black Widow, which we saw, if you saw, stuck around for the post credit scene, we see Florence Pugh, who is Scarlett Johansson's sister, Natasha's sister, who is a Black Widow herself. And the who, best thing to happen to the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. in forever. <laughs> who, is, who is misdirected by a manipulator to go after Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner, as the one who killed her sister. So That's what you we, get for listening to Elaine. We know that at some point she is going to pop up in this. And sure enough, about the halfway point or so, this goes full on. Yay! Florence Pugh is here. She's so great. I love her so much. <laughs> she just proceeds to charm the fuck out of everyone. Yeah. I, for one, propose that the next Hawkeye series they do, it's just Florence Pugh and Haley Stainfield on a shopping expedition. Right. And maybe every now and then they like fight some crime, but mostly they're just like, hey, let's grab some, let's let's grab a notch and then go to Macy's. Yeah, the, oh, every time Kate Bishop's like, stop making me like you, and I'm like, same. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, joining me on this review, which should surprise absolutely no uh, one, is. Oh, I'm surprised. My name is Marco, by the way. <laughs> Man, this is fun. This is, of all the Disney Plus series, the one that least is reaching really far into the bigger tendrils of Phase 4, I think. It's more of a grounded, down, much like Matt Fraction's Hawkeye book was. Right. It's much more grounded and down-to-earth. It's a Christmas series. Honestly, there's a lot of this that kept making me think of other sort of Christmas action films like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, deal. I kept expecting, like, Shane Black to walk by in the background. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to think Shane Black is probably sitting at home watching Disney Plus going, motherfucker. I was right here, guys. <laughs> I've done brand. an Iron Man already. I think, like, of all of the Marvel series that have come out uh, in the last year, that there's some structural problems here, and some oh, stuff yeah. kind of feels like it's not joined together all that well. Not only are they using disparate sources for the story, they've also got a pastiche into what they have set up about Hawkeye in the existing MCU. That said... I have probably had more fun with this than I did with anything else. And I just really loved the way these characters were interacting, as well as the, the Christmas thing. It did have that Shane Black buddy cop thing that he yeah. does so well. I found all of these characters adorable. Well, why don't you tell us what the story is? Well, once <laughs> upon a time, there was a guy named Hot Guy, and he had a bow. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Jer Jer in your mind, <laughs> the bow is you, and you're his sidekick and his I best friend. <laughs> So Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, he is in New York City for the holidays. He's initially there with his family. At the same time, Kate Bishop is home after nearly destroying the main building of her college through a, a trick bow shot. Things start to get weird when they both simultaneously discover this this underworld auction that's going on. And they're, they're selling a lot of items ostensibly taken out of the, the destroyed Avengers compound. Mm -hmm. One of which is the Ronin suit, who, if you remember Endgame, Hawkeye's family was blipped out, and he went a little uh, nutsy pants banana pants. Yeah, he and, went a little Punisher. Yep, and decided, uh, I'm going to start killing criminals. And he did it under the guise of Ronin. He had enough brains to, like, maybe I shouldn't do this under my Avengers gnome de guerre. One of the people that he did end up killing was the father of one of the people who is behind what we, we lovingly refer to now as the tracks suit mafia they crash literally 
the auction and start taking shit and roughing people up. Kate Bishop, played by, by Haley Stanfeld, decides to go after that. She ends up putting on the suit and appears on film. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jane Renner's like, uh, no, 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 this is bad. So we need to find out. Because he knows on. that a lot of people are after Ronan, including, the, as you said, the tracksuit mafia, most notably their leader, uh, Maya Lopez, known in the comics as Echo, who is a, a deaf character with a one missing foot. An interesting character, to be sure. Originally appeared in Daredevil, I want to say. I believe so. Uh, which also becomes relevant in here at some yes. point. But she is out for revenge against Ronan. So everything redirects in her life. Like everything is by the side till we get this guy. And unfortunately, like we said, said guy is actually in the, as far as she believes, Haley Steinfeld, who just like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye's got to help yeah, the her. The minute she starts screaming, everyone should go, that doesn't sound like a Ronan. I mean, we remembered fighting that guy and he doesn't sound like a 20 year old girl. I mean, well, there's like a, a Christmas timer going on because, you know, Linda Cardellini, Hawkeye's wife and the kids are like, you're kind of going to be here for Christmas, right? And he's like, oh, we got to wrap this shit up. So he's like, come on. I just want to go home. Right. <laughs> you know, he's planes, trains and automobiles. Yeah, Jimmy Renner is officially too old for this shit. <laughs> and now this young girl has brought all of this to light in a series of rather lazy coincidences, but whatever. It's a comic book movie. Yes, and and you know. as we, we find out, she has worshipped Hawkeye from, right. from far because she witnessed him in action during the Chitori War from the first Avengers movie. She yeah. is the one person who was like, that's the Avenger I <laughs> yeah, want that's to my, be. That's my guy. Meanwhile, he has to deal with eventually Florence Pugh coming to town, who's like, I'm just here to kill Hawkeye. Who's got nothing against Haley Steinfeld. In fact, she's like, I kind of like her. They right. have a, they have almost a meet cute thing where she's like, you know, I'm going to kill Hawkeye, right? You know, I'm going to kill Hawkeye, right? But you don't, you should, he's really nice. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, you want to go get a drink? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, like, I'm killing him. You seem great. Let's, uh, let's hang out. They're, <laughs> they're just delightful together. Yeah. In fact, the strongest scenes in this whole thing are the ones those two actresses share together. Where you're, you're right, I would watch the two of them do anything together. The real secret weapon here is Haley Stangfield because she has great chemistry with everyone. Yeah. If she does not work, if you don't buy her as Kate Bishop, if you don't buy the frenemy relationship she has with Yelena or the sort of begrudging partner relationship, mentor-mentee uh, antagonist she has with Hawkeye, then none of this works. And we haven't even touched on her parents, played by Vera Farmiga, who seems to have some skeletons in her closet as well. And now she's dating a new beau played by, what's his name? Uh, Tony Dalton. Tony Dalton, who is also delightful as a dim-witted swordsman who may or may not be a lot better than yeah, he says the, he is. It's a weird misdirect in this, where I was like, they even end an episode where you realize Hawkeye has just encountered him, and in the comics, the swordsman, which is who yeah. this character is named after, so he is the swordsman, was his mentor. He's the one yeah. who trained him, so I'm like, oh, the next episode, big reveals, they, and then they don't know each no, other at all. It, it, yeah, he's like the opposite of an Easter egg in this. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have He's any a red of, herring. Yeah, very much, because the the swordsman in the the Marvel Comics universe has this rich history with, with Hawkeye. is a major part of his his origin stories and. At one point, even though he was criminal, he ends up joining the Avengers because they have to take him because celestial cosmic reasons. Yeah. <laughs> this version is just rich. No rich history. He's just rich. He's just yeah. wealthy. And, he, he's, and a sword, he's a sword guy. He's a sword guy. Now, there's no big reveals for this guy, generally speaking, in this thing. He 
is here almost for comic intent and as a, a red bit. herring, but nonetheless, they keep going, yeah, that's weird. How does this guy know how to sword fight so well? That's never really addressed at all. And so I presume at some point he will become relevant in his backstory, but Maybe. not in here. While, while the rest of my contemporaries are playing polo, I studied the blade. Dude, I thought for sure <laughs> much, yeah. the post credit scene at the last episode was going to be a reveal about him, but instead we got, which nope. I was kind of thought was lame, the full Avengers musical, which I'm like, I mean, it's cute, but I don't want to watch oh, I, this. I called that. I knew that was going to happen. Or it would be some like YouTube release. And I'm so glad they did, because every once in a while, you need to be reminded that you should be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Because when a lot of folks were, that came out the first time, they're like, oh my God, I need to see this whole musical. I'm like, no, no, you do yeah. not. Once you see the whole song, you go, yeah, I'm not going to watch this whole musical. You, know? <laughs> you, you can't write an excerpt from a musical. They had to do the whole bit. <laughs> they shot it, and then they cut it down for the episode. And we basically are just seeing, you know, all of the deleted scenes from it. It's fun, but... It's not essential. Uh, you know, to their credit, every last person in it was a really, really well-known Broadway actor. Yes, like, yeah. they were all big-name people yeah. on Broadway. And I'm like, they got them together for this? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that Marvel money, man. Yeah, I guess so. But, you know. I mean, hey, man, the uh, amusing Also, the there New was York a pandemic, is, so uh, they were the available. Amusing the New York audience is never a bad move. Yeah, I, I think there is a lot of fun to be had here. And yes, there are moments you're like, mm, that didn't completely work. I think there's some awkward trying to make things fit together. And so now, in this point of the review, like you've got a general idea of, that we all generally like this. Don't think maybe it is the strongest of the Disney Plus shows, but still thoroughly enjoyable. But we're going to go on to full spoilers for the discussion yeah, for the rest so of this. Do don't you want to scroll do a review down. first? Uh, well, if, if you want to just give it not final thoughts, but just your, your numerical arbitrary rating i give this seven out of ten hungry hungry outlets i'm gonna go ahead and, and bop it up to a, a seven and a half bowls of mac and cheese and hot sauce <laughs> uh i'm gonna give it as well seven and a half very distressed tiny little tracksuit mafia men one of the, I ah, cool. the the best moments of this is the point like in the big final fight one of them is like <laughs> <laughs> fighting uh, uh like wait 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 i just wanted to thank, wanted you. To thank you what well, you get the advice you gave me for my <laughs> girlfriend that really helped and she's like what she's like uh, you're welcome and breaks his arm <laughs> it, it just goes to show no one could ever really hate Haley Steinfeld yeah, exactly. everyone's like oh you're adorable I need to kill you but you're still kind of adorable she's lovable she pulls off the physical stuff here completely which apparently went through an enormous amount of physical training for this and it shows she does a great job I never went like I don't think she could do that I'm like they yeah she pulls it off they did a really good job of making her power like, like the video game levels are apparent because when she's fighting the tracksuit goon she's like ah goddamn, she's she's knocking him out but then when she's up against Yelena it's just like whoa 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 I'm not the street level threat here I'm boss fight yeah, <laughs> no, the, the weakest aspect I thought was Echo who is an interesting character in the comics but I think they're still even in the comics struggling to figure out what to do with her and here she's really just a gateway to get us to the kingpin stuff that's one of the weaker things about this is if you read the Mad Fraction stuff there are two really cool villains one is Echo and one is Clown who even though the character who is Clown is in this he does not appear Pure as clown, and it doesn't really set up. Maybe it did. I don't know if it did. It was kind of weak. An origin story for him, which is sad because he's the guy you you love to hate. That's Kazi, right? Kazi, yeah, yeah, played by Frafi. Frafi, who they apparently kill off. But you know, I yeah. mean, I let me be clear here too as well. 
So a lot of people were like, oh, you're going to get pissed off at the end because they kill Kingpin. I'm no, like, no. There's one rule that you should have picked up by now as a watcher of movie and TV shows. If they die off screen, they ain't they dead. Ain't dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I they, they did not get Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> yeah. off the couch just to go, Vince, we're just going to kill you uh, in this one and episode. Every, every Spider-Man villain died at the end of those films. No. And yeah. guess what just happened? Uh, and even in the comics, which, you know, happens, something very similar happens with Echo shooting Kingpin in the head he just went blind for a few yeah. issues uh, but he was okay he's very he was okay yeah. because he's the fucking kingpin oh and by the way i don't know what it is but i can watch like that entire fight sequence in, in game with with thanos and thor and captain america <laughs> and go like cool fight bro but wilson motherfucking fisk like gets into a fight with somebody uh, and i turn into like a screaming victorian school mark going murder murder someone call the cops there's going to be someone killed <laughs> i I think what's so great about that character, and, and he's such a fan favorite. I mean, Kingpin has always been one of the great villains in Marvel, especially for all their New York set stories. I mean, he's, he's basically the godfather crossed with Lex Luthor in the body of Juggernaut. And he's so dangerous, you don't even understand why he's running around with the tracksuit mafia, because you think, Jesus Christ, Wilson <laughs> Fisk could surely hire some more capable people but to have him back in this makes so many connections of the Daredevil series. We're already seeing that play out. I'm really sure we're going to get a season two. And because you have Kingpin, that means this is a very street level yeah. type of... And, and this is, I think, why I enjoyed it so much. There's like, the stakes are low. It's Clint's reputation. It's his family's safety. Kate's worried about her mom and what kind of trouble she's in. And then the tracksuit mafia and then just petty shit with echo and there, I, there's no end of the world stuff i, here, I think now which that they, I love. They've, they've shown us like what they can do with something as high concept as wandavision yeah. and something as like multiverse spanning as loki now i think they may turn some of the series focus back to to some street level stuff because yeah, obviously the next, the next big thing coming up is fucking moon knight yeah we got yeah. moon, uh, moon knight yeah. she hulk a lot of characters coming yeah. up there and echo getting her own series mm -hmm. as well and they have announced hawkeye is gonna have a second season okay so they're obviously the TV shows feel like, well, we've done all the stuff to set up phase four. Now the movies can take it from here. Right. So the TV is going to work on building the street level stuff, which I couldn't be uh, yeah, happier about. about. Yeah. yeah. I know they really stumbled on Defenders, but if we can get like a Marvel Knights yeah. in IGHT for those listening at home, that would be I, fucking awesome. I'd say, you know, bring back everybody from the Netflix shows except for Iron Fist and you can just put yeah, up so the title not, card. Not so fast, Iron Danny. Fist went back to his home planet. <laughs> 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 or they just cast him with someone else. I mean, I do kind of love that street level version of Marvel where, I mean, that was always their thing. It was like, you know, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, Daredevil protected Hell's Kitchen. Those guys had their little turf and you occasionally had turf wars with some ancillary characters like Punisher or even Echo or Elektra who could kind of be a good guy, kind of could be a bad guy. They just kind of shifted goals. And then everybody would team up at some point with the thing. Yeah, you know, there you go. <laughs> it, it, it's really nice to see something that does connect to other stuff and finally gives Jeremy Renner some actual screen time to develop his character. Yeah, he was saying from the beginning when Disney Plus said we're doing these series with the bigger characters, he was like, ooh, me, I'll do it. I want to do it. I <laughs> yeah. want to do it, please. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, and yeah. it was about time because I think we all like Hawkeye in the movies, yeah, yeah. but he's one of the lesser explored of the Avengers. We know some important key elements of who he is. Like, oh, he's a family man. He has kids. Yeah. That was Which kind of a big a, reveal. A decided shift from yeah. the comic And version. there's a total fan Easter egg here, which is really the 
the MacGuffin of the entire thing that you forget about for most of it, which is initially these thugs are looking for a watch that was taken from Avengers Tower. You're like It just doesn't become important for most of it till the end where he hands it off to Linda Cardellini, his wife, as like, oh, here, I got your watch back. You should be more careful with your things. And you look at it and it's a shield watch and it says Agent 19, which is Mockingbird in right. the comics. And yeah. I'm like, okay, so I guess Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't but, actually but, but happen since that was well, Adrian Padalecki. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's S.H.I.E.L.D. They're, they're like, uh, well, you're not Mockingbird anymore, but we're sure. not retiring your fucking jersey. That's, yeah. that's fair. It, it's not like, you know, we can't just give Hawkeye's name to someone else. Why yeah, can't exactly. they give 19 that's to someone true, else? But I, I'm kind of disappointed it didn't end with a house siege and Linda Cardellini becoming Mockingbird yeah. in action. I'm uh, like, oh, I would have loved that. That, that MacGuffin and the mechanics to get to it are some of the lazy things that I've yeah. complained about. For sure. Why does the Kingpin want it? It's never yeah. talked about. Yeah. Why is it just happens to be there with the Ronin thing? Kate just happens to be there. I mean, maybe her, it's part I, of the my plan. Personal her parents theory, happen to be involved. It, it's too convenient by half. My personal theory, that watch is an Infinity Zone. What? Oh, <laughs> I think that's called a quartz. You should bow. Be yeah, it's a quartz bow. I mean, let's not forget oh, why, that. Why does this quartz glow so much? And let's not forget that, you know, if they follow the comics, at some point, mom is going to become a vampire. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, you know. I don't know how they're, they're going to do I, that. I would but. watch sexy uh, Vera well, Farmiga. Well, we got Morbius coming up. Yeah. Long things. Yeah. Uh, you know, who knows to the degree they're going to tie in that. I mean, even like the first cutscene from Spider-Man, we're all like, oh, no, not Venom, please. And then they're like, yeah, we're just kidding. We're not bringing it yeah, in. Yeah, no. We have Venom, it's just not Tom Hardy. None of us us can understand Tom Hardy. (laughs) Like we said, there are some things that are lazy here. There's some things that don't really add up. There's some things that resolve too easily. My issue with all of these Marvel shows, as much as I've enjoyed them, is they tend to start strong and then... There's like, oh, it's the last episode. We just have to wrap it all up. You know, they have the time to let it breathe, and they don't always. Yeah. They take some narrative shortcuts that I don't always appreciate. As much as I love Florence Pugh in this, I don't really buy her reconciliation with Clint. You know, he whistles. He does the scene. Basically, that's his version of, oh, my mother's name is also Martha. You know, it's like, oh, how did you know that whistle? Guess what? A secret whistle like, that my sister told like, you about is what's going to stop me like from with killing everything you. else that I've already told you and that you should be able to just look up because clearly people know sh- insider shit about the Avengers yeah. already. Like what Cap likes to say, we, we see in the Avengers musical, yeah. like lines that they said privately to each other. I'm like, someone wrote a tell all book of the Avengers oh, at absolutely. some point. So I'm like, okay, so this has some of that stuff had to have come out, but she's like, I don't know what happened. I'm like, come on. And, and like, he never really tells her. He's just like, if I told you, you would have believed it. I'm like, you could have been very like aliens specific. Aliens invaded the fucking planet. One of us years had ago. to die. Half of everyone she died because choose. of a giant cosmic threat, and you're like, you wouldn't believe me? Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, even the callbacks to 2012, which seems to be the two big markers in the MCU so far. There's the Battle of New York, and then there's the Blip. It feels like every show, sooner or later, focuses on one one. or two of those events. This one, we get both, but we actually get to see what happens to Yelena, and it's the only time we've ever seen someone blip in and out, and Mm -hmm. that was just a beautifully shot moment. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, I was kind of curious how that happened or where she was in the timeline. And now we know. And the fact that she is, in fact, going around the world, finding other brainwashed black widows and using yeah. the, the red chemical smoke on them to try and snap them out of it. I'm like, OK, so, yeah, that's why she what she's been doing during yeah. this. And that makes sense. I think there's a more to like here than there isn't, certainly. Yeah, there's a couple of little weak points here, but they're nothing that is a, a showbreaker, as it were. I would definitely watch more of this. But if you guys want to do final thoughts, Bo? This has some weak points, but I'm very forgiving of this because I like the cast so much. Whoever's doing the writing, uh, maybe they aren't like getting the plot point ducks in a row quite so well. But they're doing a good job of giving these characters warmth and chemistry, and that's what wins me over in the end. I absolutely agree with Marco that it's nice that you're doing these six-episode runs, but, you know, maybe give yourself a little more rope. We're okay with that. Marco? To echo what, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, what Bo is saying, there is more to like here than not. Yes, I can complain, I can nitpick, I can go, wow, that was and you probably will. that's convenient, and I'm doing it now. But it's still so much fun. And again, it comes down to those characters. We like these actors. We like the characters they're playing. And just watching them ping off one another. Ten years ago, none of us could have seen this happening. And mm. we're getting it now, like, every week. It's, it's kind of an incredible time to be a, a comic book fan, or at least a Marvel fan. And I'm very happy with it. I, I wish it would be stronger. But I'm really looking forward to seeing more of these characters come back. And we get our street-level New York rumbles with all of our other characters that we know and love. The ones that I grew up with. And that way, I don't have to always worry about the universe coming to an end. Sometimes it's just like, hey, someone's got to stop Kingpin from running drugs into Manhattan. <laughs> and Spider-Man, like, you know, was a little busy in space for a while and dealing with, like, much yeah. bigger, like, Wait, you got to go to space? Guys. That's <laughs> no fair. <laughs> I, I do think that new Spider-Man movie kind of, if they want to go there... Oh, good. Yeah. Set up well, they more of the ground level yeah, Spider Man. They, they basically, all the stuff that people were bitching about, oh, I don't like all the Tony Stark stuff and like him having super cyber suits. They bring him back to ground zero and they're like, yeah. well, here, now he's going to have to get a job. And like, you know, most people don't know who he is and everybody hates him. It's classic. Just it's like what you asked for, classic Spider Man. So there you go. But yeah, you're right. You could totally see him appear in the street level stuff because now it feels like that's where he is. Yeah. The, the Avengers are not going to call Spider-Man at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, Wilson Fisk is not an Avengers level threat. No, no, he is not. I mean, not most of the time. I'm assuming not at one point he got like became like the cosmic cowboy or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> is there a cosmic cowboy? There probably is. Uh, there's Terra Man from DC Comics, is who it? is literally a space cowboy. Okay, fair yeah. enough. But, uh, you know, yeah. see the Joker? <laughs> a midnight smoker? But sometimes, yes, you can get space cowboy. The Joker does exist in that, <laughs> that universe, but you cannot smoke in comics. <laughs> but yeah, this is charming and fun. I love the exploration of all the trick arrows, which we never got as much of as I ever wanted in the other Marvel films. Here we really get into all the different crazy shit he's got. You know, you're looking at him, they're like Stark written on him and stuff. You're like, oh, he's running out of oh, oh, Okay, <laughs> can, can I just point out one thing? Again, dumb shit that happens in this series. They made a big deal about like, oh my god, we need to get someone in the NYPD to go to the evidence locker and retrieve all of my arrows by the final episode, she's like, you can make more. He's like, oh, yeah, we can just montage this shit. Like, <laughs> right, right. You made a whole deal about how we need to get more <laughs> of these true. arrows back. And then he's very forgiving of the character Grills, who is a New York City fireman who steals personal property 
from a fucking crime scene. Right. Clint had every right to just march up to that dude, pop him in the face and right. say, you're lucky I'm not reporting you to your boss. But man, LARPers Fuck love this show more than anything now. Because wow. LARPers, yeah, LARPers are LARPers like, like Hawkeye's like in uh, Sherlock Holmes, his the team of street. No, the Baker yeah, Street the Baker, They're like his Baker Street Irregulars, yeah. LARPers. And it's, again, it's dumb shit. I don't believe that they would, LARPers would make hawkeye costumes that are as you know indestructible as the ones they make sure i don't believe them for a second that they're just like suddenly useful or that he even finds out who the larpers are he's like he just happened to walk by a fire truck and just saw like you know new york larper sticker on it that's his only clue it's so lazy and yet when they show up in spite of me kind of hating grills for being a dick, he's charming. They play he's from just charm. like, oh my God, I love all of these goofy buddies that he's picked up yeah, along as the way. Dave Foley said when he was playing a surgeon in Kids in the Hall, well, you know, how far can you really get on charm? <laughs> Pretty far, actually. <laughs> I'm about to open this guy's heart up. <laughs> 